0: Geek shock. Shock. shock Before we begin, who
1: wants a delicious candy oh, oh, you know, I, uh, oh, I'm, I'm I feeling, do. A, I'm feeling a need <laughs> for some beef gelatin mm, there you
2: Kirsten go. wants hey, to me the pack, pack. No! <laughs> <laughs>
0: My God, yeah, how, many, doc- how uh, many
3: how many how uh, many out of five doctors recommend these? Zero, Zero.
0: <laughs> and, all of okay, best he's, got the, he's got the invisible unhealthy. lighter out and he's, he's puffing air after a long, hard day uh, at work. Jesus,
2: I like a king's candy cigarette. It's Fred the and Barney smoothest.
4: hanging out on the side of the house. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I Kings remember... are the best. <laughs> <laughs> so they would already cut those out when I was a kid, but I remember seeing them for the first time and going, holy shit, they advertise cigarettes on the Flintstones? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and what I love <clears throat> is... Flintstones is prime time. And what I love I know, is I the, Flintstones, that I a kid. the Flintstones are animated,
1: but the packs are photos of the actual yeah. packs of cigarettes you don't want to fuck yeah. up
4: that part <clears throat> I, uh, weren't uh, they a sponsor the course, uh yep, yeah, yeah yeah that was that's it why. the um the uh, twilight zone blu-ray set includes everything including serling's chesterfield nice um adverts Can you wow. imagine wow. that
2: today
1: yeah star trek brought to you by <laughs> Black tar heroin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be Kirk, Kirk and Spock out by the old, uh, by the Ford. Yeah, <laughs> although <laughs> with uh, a lighter and a spoon.
4: Okay, apparently, <laughs> uh, Kirk uh, quit midway through the series. Mm-hmm. Nimoy tried
3: but couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Black tar heroin or cigarettes? Cigarettes. Okay.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. I it, I know Nimoy yeah. eventually quit, but I guess you know, you know. Well, I mean, obviously the damage was done. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. In fact, the last time I saw him was when he. Uh, I know he was trying to be incognito because he had the hat on, pulled mm. down, had sunglasses on, uh, he was he, on the he, little he scooter in City on the Edge of uh, and then he had a jacket on so that you couldn't tell, you know, he thought you couldn't tell who he was, but you could tell who it was driving. It past was him. a little hard with Jeff following yeah. behind him going, hey, Leonard Nimoy, hey, Leonard Nimoy,
4: hey, Leonard <laughs> <laughs> Nimoy. You're
2: not supposed to say that part. <laughs> yeah, but everyone uh, knows that's what happened. Is, chances,
1: is that in any news that we have this week?
2: I wouldn't know. But speaking of news, hey, welcome to Geek Shock number 703. I am Vlog.
3: 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact Check Dandy. Hmm. Oh, here we go. With Professor Biggs. Well, yeah. you had to think about it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I I'm and not quite in the still, groove yet. More Fact Check Dandy.
2: That's right. And we're here to talk Week in Geek. Deb is somewhere on the highway right now, and Torgo is out this week. Something about a mandatory pre transition medical consultation. I don't know. So I'm running the board. It's
0: gender affirming care, Barry. You're supposed to say it right. Gender uh, affirming care. I can't oh. be affirming
2: with Todd. Gack. Andy is still with us for one more show and leaves Woo-hoo!
3: like the minute we hit stop. Right? Yeah. <laughs> probably before I'm, i may i may run out in pod- my podcast we'll see oh i did that when <laughs> i left for texas i'm like i'm gonna go get a sandwich yeah <laughs> oh, oh, a drink i got
2: drink. a drink you went i went and get, get a drink.
3: drink it just took 10 years
2: to get it <laughs> like, drinks are more expensive in texas what do you want it's been a week what'd you guys do let's see
3: hey you know what andy what'd you do this week well uh we did the uh four of us went to go see barbie oh that's right was, uh these uh, these two chuckleheads kirsten and uh biggs and uh my son duncan mm-hmm. that's right and, uh, you got him uh, out of the one- house we did yeah wow and it was a great time when we had uh we were pretty much uh had the place to ourselves except, except for-, for
1: two <laughs> older ladies in
4: the back row
3: who laughed their
4: asses off.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh my God!
1: They were the best laugh track ever. Yes, yeah. they were. And then they, and then they were like, "How'd you guys like that?" We're like, "It was hilarious." Oh, we're like, God. "Was it though?" Blah 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 blah. They were
4: just yeah. to talkative. They were just like, "All oh, right, from the very beginning, I was." Just, and I was like, "Actually, I could have left right there. That was worth the price of admission right yep. at the beginning." <laughs> they were, they were, but
3: and they were like, "Oh yeah, that how we had that. Oh, remember the blah?
4: I had that. Yeah." It was, they were hysterical.
3: <laughs> hit me just as hard this time. It's a powerful movie. I love it. It's a good, it's film. Second, it's a good film. second screening. Uh, yep. I was down down in the Arts District, and I p- poked my head into the Majestic Theater to say hi to the uh, what's going on there, and I stumbled into the opening night of uh, Screamed, the unauthorized musical parody. Yeah, oh, you uh, texted funny. me about I that. I tried and to get several people to come down. He said, ah, come on. With like, like an hour notice, dude. Like an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are weak. We are pretty weak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was very very funny. It's uh, full of '90s music. It's a uh, it's a crazy little slasher flick in the round. Basically, do you know how
2: long that uh, performance is it going for? It is
3: running through November 11th. In fact, it was the opening of the uh, the season. Uh, there's a very Vegas Christmas Carol coming. The House on Watch Hill. Lifespan of a Fact, Jane Austen's Emma, which I'm sure you know your your lovely bride will want to see. Mm. Uh, is, that, is that the musical version or a straight play? I version? I don't know. Probably musical. Knowing them, Ride the Cyclone, a virtual TikTok hit cult musical, <laughs> and Fearless Art for Your Soul. So that's uh, that's that's running through. Uh, that takes us through May 19th, and then they're off for the summer.
1: Kirsten, hmm. nice. stop eyeing my candy cigarettes. If I am established by the time the auditions
0: for Emma roll around, I may have to. There you go. Well, you know what? I'd love if, to you, be a if you're Austin a fan dad. of Scream, guess where you can see the cast of Scream? Where? At the Fan X Salt Lake Comic and Pop Woo-hoo! Culture Convention. <laughs> September 21st to 23rd in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, yeah. And guess who else is going to be there? Steve Biggs. Steve
3: yep. Biggs.
2: Oh, and... 80s Jeff, 80s Jeff. Oh, and Commander K,
3: Doctor Vlar, and not me, and Deb, and Deb
2: <laughs> but no
0: fat chick. Yeah. no, no, no fat, fat chick Andy. Fat chick Andy. Fat chick Andy. <laughs> you, know, you remember that? <laughs> no no that's fat. Ch- that's no a way fact. That, That's, a that's what have I heard. Now. That's yeah. what I
3: heard for a couple of episodes, <laughs> yeah. and I was like,
4: "Why?" A couple people thought that that was an actual handle,
2: and that's why we don't mumble if yeah, we can help no, it.
0: Really, I wasn't the one saying and it. And sadly, no, no, no Torgo either. Yeah. He does not want to be a part of our shenanigans. Uh, I think he does. He just has other he stuff just, to do. Well, that, that's possible. I don't know. He, he, had, he had a good, good time
3: last time. Uh-huh. Yep, he sure did. Yeah. So, so, I also continued uh, my uh, my Nerd Rumspringer, which I think is pretty much over. It's like the end of Nerd Rumspringer. I for like me. Nerd Rumspringer. And uh, it was, I've played a ton of games. i played. I know, I played them with you. Yeah, and I, I've actually played so many games that I think I'm sated at the moment. I think I'll, I'll survive for a week or two. That's a, a hard itch to scratch. Wow. So it is, yeah. Uh, well, part of the problem is we kept playing that, that, that game where the zombie beholder kept thwarting me. <laughs> oh, you were
2: damn him. That's uh, D&D's uh, D- Dungeon of the Mad Mage, the yeah. board game. Well, my
3: character is a cleric that has no healing powers. <laughs> Just hates the undead. My, my paladin has all the healing powers. right? Yeah, really. And so... Uh, This stupid undead beholder keeps showing up, and I go chasing after it and never get it. Somebody else kills it or it kills me. Yeah, the last game, uh, my character snatched the kill from uh, Andy's. uh, I was like poised, ready to slap slap him. For the
4: the first time, Andy was not on the floor, a rotting corpse, (laughs) and was ready to uh, stand up and fight. And yeah, no.
3: That's a fun game, though. We also played this crazy game that uh, Biggs brought out. What is that game called?
1: It's called Miskatonic University: The Restricted Collection. Oh, I like that game. Yeah, I yeah. got it. Was a COVID purchase. Chaosium was having one of their, you know, Chaosium being. Chaosium is a company that uh, has created uh, Call of Cthulhu, RuneQuest, some other games mm-hmm. that are uh, that, uh, Pendragon. That a lot of the Cthulhu yeah. games. Okay. Yeah. Pendragon. Pendragon. Pendragon.
4: Pendragon. And
1: and uh, and it it was great because it's it's normally it's only twenty five bucks and I think I got it on sale when it was like twenty bucks. You got a really
3: good deal. That's an easy game to pick up and learn. Well, (laughs) well, (laughs) our first game did have an asterisk. Assuming you don't look at the uh, German version. Yeah,
4: (laughs) assuming you don't read the directions, which are not great.
2: Yeah, you you gotta re- you gotta play it once, fail miserably, and be oh, that's why we're not playing yeah. this
3: right. The second game that was a little rough. Yeah, that was good though. It actually is scary drawing the cards on that. It's like oh no, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah yeah. If you buy, it's like any game. If you buy into the
1: premise, uh, just just drawing a card will make your heart go pitter pat. It's one of these press your luck games. You yeah. try
2: and get as much lore as you can without
1: going crazy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I heartily recommend it. I believe it's still for sale on the Chaosium uh, site. Miskatonic University, the restricted collection. And it even looks like a book. Yeah, yeah. It's got the little magnetic latch on it.
4: I really like that. I've decided every single game I ever design in history is going to be in a book like that.
1: Really?
2: It's not going to be like in the old Disney VHS plastic Ooh. Containers. That's kind of
3: funny. That's kind of the way the old Steve Jackson games used to be. They used to come in little plastic closed uh, boxes. Well, yeah, but was
4: smaller. Yeah. Those things were almost like pocket
3: you know, games. About the, they were pocket games. I carried my yeah. pockets in high school.
2: Well, they had these other games. Uh, Pack of Game. Pack of Game. Mm. You heard about these? No. They're like in little double gum-sized Oh, wow. Games. Wow. And all the games have uh, three-letter uh, words that, that are the game. Gem- Rum, mm. Boo. Those are the names of the games, and
3: they're and they're little tiny games you can take with you. I love those. Mm. Well, we were carrying these stupid Steve Jackson games, and they had you know, you know, it was like G.E.V., which is a you know a, a hex based uh, combat game with <laughs> hovercrafts, right. things like that. That you know, you had like two hundred little chits you're moving around trying to set the thing up yeah. between between classes.
4: God forbid you shake and jostle that little. Thing when you're opening it right you know, exactly it's yeah. everywhere Ugh. people think it's a confetti parade mm-hmm that shit hits
3: the fan ah! Ah! Oh. what else do you do ah. uh I, thought, I mean nerd rum throwing up a lot of time uh, what else did I do that I, I I drove around the, I, I continued to drive around the town and be surprised by how much has changed and uh, I went to Ralph so I picked up uh, a couple books I picked up uh, I weirdly picked up three biographical books, and the titles are escaping right now, but one of them is uh, Keith Knight's latest one, which is, I was a teenage uh, Michael Jackson impersonator. Which is... Uh, Keith's he, local, which he was, isn't he? Yeah. No, he... No, Keith, was, oh. Keith... Actually, Keith's dad, I think, still lives here, but oh. Keith is uh, born, born and raised in a Boston area, then moved to San Francisco, and then went to L.A., and I think he's in North Carolina now, but okay. he gets around. But a uh, really brilliant, brilliant creator. Um, Hulu did a series based on his stuff, a thing called Woke. I think it lasted one season. That covers me pretty much. Cool. Biggs, what do you got? Well,
1: um, I realized uh, sometime last week or maybe the week before that the, the new season of Harley Quinn had dropped. And so we kind of binged a few of those episodes. Yep. Um, <clears throat> we're almost caught up. I think there's, well, there's probably another one has dropped by the time we... Stop. So I think we got like two more to go before the season enders this week. I think. Hilarious. The The relationship stuff is still funny. The stuff between Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Yeah. But they've also been focusing on uh, Poison Ivy uh, taking over the Legion of Doom. It's it's funny. I mean, there's funny stuff in there. Uh, but it's. Somebody, uh, a Discord,
4: Shock Monkeys Lair, or something. Uh, commented that it's uh, it was getting really uh wannabe venture brothers. And kinda I, I hadn't seen this last season, so I you know, I, I poo pooed that. But this last season, the Legion of Doom stuff is very, very it, it's almost I actually want to double-check the credits to see how much crossover
3: there is. Right, maybe it, they got some of the writers. It is.
4: It's It's striking me as very heavy like that, which it's like, that's Venture Brothers. I I. I really like that first season when it was amusing <laughs> takes on those characters and the relationships that come from it. So the through line with the Legion of Doom is, uh, is exhausting me a bit. Hmm. Hmm. So I'm still enjoying it, but it... Uh, yeah, especially the last few
1: episodes. <laughs> Ivy's been getting frustrated with the uh, Legion of Doom. Uh, Harley's been getting frustrated being part of the Bat Family, and I think they're going nuts again, and mm-hmm. it, it's it's picked up. Nah, I love that show. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
4: let's see. What else? Uh, oh, hold on. Wait. Hold on. I got it. Oh, wait, 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 hold wait, on. Wait. Hold
2: oh, on. oh, oh let, me, oh, let me let me, let me uh, log got in got my it. phone. I got it. I got it. <laughs> no <laughs> more
1: vamping on this show. <laughs> well, I didn't even have to. You guys did it all Bum, for me. Bada <laughs> bada so yeah, so, it was uh it was quite the big gaming weekend. This Labor Day weekend. We gamed constantly. Yeah, really. Um That's crazy. Nerd rumspringer. Yeah, and uh, besides the Miskatonic uh, University, the uh, the what is it? The Dungeon of the Mad
4: Mage. Yep. yep. Dungeon of the Mad Mage. We played another round of that. Barry was thrilled. He looked so excited the whole time we played that. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, I like Big Boy D D. Mm. Yeah. And everybody drank. Uh, we DC deck builded uh, oh, a time yep. and, and how we broke built? out the big box mm. and we we whipped up. We whipped out some uh, Heroes United uh, and just played that. Whip
0: it good. Oh, and boy,
4: the Heroes United. That was. Uh, we've decided that there are a couple of hero cards in there that are would weak. Make, yeah, that are weak, and there are others that would make a good mix with the uh, vanilla series. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, I. Wasn't too thrilled with the selection of hero cards. You could tell that uh, already there in the second game, they were like, wow, we're running out of, uh, we're running <laughs> out of simple options here, mm. which explains why Crisis, Injustice,
3: Multiverse, and all of those get increasingly more complicated yeah. and see, weird in, its rule, in see, their rules. Steve has this beautiful big box with all the games in it. But he keeps wanting to play the the multiverse one, which involves learning eight different games you haven't <laughs> yeah, played. <before>. Yeah, <laughs> That's like, right. Play the eight games separately, then play the multiverse.
2: Well, oh. you know, Magic the Gathering had that same problem. I got into Magic the Gathering in 1994, and it was just before Legends came out, and they they had the revised set, fourth edition or whatever, and it was it was real. The cards were relatively simple. Okay. And then as time went on, they had to introduce more and more weird shit Mm -hmm. just to to be able to sell more, you know? So it's going to happen with any kind of game like that. Except Monopoly. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck Monopoly. (laughs)
1: It it couldn't be uh, a K. Andy... A week without watching bad movies mm, and so right. Andy that loves
3: shit. us watching bad movies <laughs> I do kind of I, I, I do late at night very it's very late for me it's three or four in the morning for me yeah the worst we
0: can find
1: yeah
3: la,
0: la, la. so
1: this time
3: uh keeping keeping
1: the uh, series alive, we watched another Hercules movie oh, God. without Steve Reeves oh, Yeah. but now theme. with more Hans Salter oh, yeah yeah <laughs> Uh Hans Salter for those who don't know was was a contract composer at Universal and did most of the 1940s and 50s Universal monster movies including Creature from the Black Lagoon probably my favorite of his scores just because of the oft repeated bam bam uh, a real discordant blast of brass, folks. It, you would recognize it if huh, you heard it. Yeah, and I did recognize it in <laughs> Hercules' Conquers Atlantis. The first time it showed up, I was like, was that a little... Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, and at first it? we were just like, so, okay, so they're just riffing a little on, that's kind of... Yeah, because okay. they, they listed composers, like Italian composers at the, you know, in the opening credits, and I was, but no, it went on, and I was like, no, that is, and so, you know, immediately to the internet, and yes, they had they had taken some, uh, had licensed some uh, <laughs> music, library music from Universal, and the Creature from the Black Lagoon
3: uh, was definitely in there. Uh, and uh good it's on YouTube okay yeah the actual creature from the I occurred to me as you were saying that I've only seen creature from the black lagoon on Super 8 back Black lagoon Black lagoon on Super 8 Oh on wow. Super 8 yeah. Wow I I believe I also
1: have it on Super 8 Super 8 sound ladies and gentlemen Wow in 3D
0: Wow. Yes. I, I didn't get that fancy. See, you you may all touch yeah, the hem you, of my garment. You can sit down, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any sound. It's been <laughs> 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 well, yeah. if if I've got to play that card. Oh, shit. I oh. got to oh, see boy. Blazing Saddles on 16mm in film school. Ooh. Take a drink, everyone. Take a drink. Film school, well, take a drink.
1: <laughs> well, if we're going to play that card. Oh, shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. I had two semesters of film appreciation where we saw everything on 16mm. Yeah, we did, too. You try
3: telling that. The kids of the day—they won't believe you. No. teaches acting. Everyone,
2: take a drink.
1: Yeah, uh, no, this is not my. This is not my acting. This was when I was when I was merely a student as well.
3: Oh,
0: oh, spit out your drink. Yeah, they yep. they did that with our classes too. <laughs> Throw <because> it up. <laughs> My professor said, "I don't want to show it to you on VHS," or I. We had some laser discs in the library, Uh but Ooh. you know, DVDs had just come out, so we didn't really have many of those. But he said, I want you to see it as close to the director's original vision because what they would do for colleges, apparently, and I don't know how many people know this. They would make a 16 millimeter print off the 35 millimeter or 35 millimeter prints that they would send to the theaters and send them to colleges to play in their student theaters, which we still had one. Mm. It was closing when I was in college, but uh, it closed, I think, the semester after I graduated. But we so, had a student theater, and holy shit, those chairs are uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> those I'm not kidding you. Those things were about 50 years old uh, when I went and saw Starship Troopers in the student theater. Oh! Uh, so what's the quality like anyway. when you got that? Uh, you know what? The 16-millimeter prints were actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, because I, I went to the University of Kansas. They have a really good library system, and the librarians... That were in charge of keeping the um, the actual film prints, kept them in a humidity controlled vault, so that they they literally did take really good care of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only had like one or two missing frames in any of the films that we watched because we watched several. Um, yeah, we um, uh, Tom Maher. The,
1: the, I I don't know if he's past or not, but Tom Maher was our our teacher, and I know that he he actually rented them from the studios or from some licensing.
0: Place. I mean, they could have also. there. There is a... Um, there's the university library system. I forget what it's called. Oh, yeah. But uh, they loan it to each other, like, yeah. all across the United States. So it's possible they got it from there, too, because I know we got some of our films that we watched in my different film well, classes. the only reason I
1: say that is because it apparently cost, cost us some money uh-huh. because the year after I uh, moved on and moved on to Cal State Fullerton, uh, that was the year that... Prop thirteen was voted into effect, mm. and so the the next year, a friend of mine was still taking classes at, at Fabulous Chafee, where I'm apparently still teaching. Yeah, um,
3: Thomas D. Ma- Mahard, the actor? No, no.
1: oh, Thomas Ma- <laughs> Thomas Maher, the producer. He did Project Wait Universe. Wait a minute, are you
3: talking about Thomas Mahard, the sausage magnet? Mm. Yes,
1: the sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Emmy award winning producer, I might add. Um. Ooh, ooh, oh. Wow. Yeah. Good let, me, let me let me pick up that name you just dropped yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh but anyway, uh so uh no, not Mahard, Maher. <laughs> How do you spell Mahar <laughs> With an M. Anyway, Put down your phone. <laughs> dead. Anyway. God. Don't be a big to, to hopefully finish this story, to power like, through, Biggs. the story. Through big. The year the year after uh he had to break out one of those instead of showing it up on the big screen and that he had to bring out one of those carts with the with the you know TV screen that you project into it and he was like welcome to Howard Jarvis theater everyone so he we Uh, yeah we weren't getting
0: the nice prints from uh, oh. Is it because of the, uh, the nitrate-free film stock that could potentially cause cancer? No, it was because
1: the budget had gotten cut oh, at okay. every
0: damn school like everyone said it would if they
1: passed Prop 13, which... I only vaguely remember that, so I'm yeah. curious. I went all to, of the scare tactics actually came true so I guess they weren't scare tactics. I went to UNLV. I think we have a porn theater. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Dude, I don't know.
3: sticky hey. sticky for the
2: UNLV. <laughs> the student
4: union glory holes at UNLV were uh... top notch really. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've seen that video.
2: They had a decent arcade when I went there. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they had like Smash TV. Um, oh yeah uh, i remember that oh yeah i played a lot of i spent a lot of time in there in in lieu of you know studying so (laughs) hey jeff you haven't been on in a bit it's hard to catch your schedule right uh what you been doing
0: well uh that may change soon because with todd's schedule and my schedule you don't often have both of us but uh my schedule is changing so more than likely, you're going to have to hear both of us Oh wow. on the same recording from now on. That's well, cool. starting next month. There are actually a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, when I did the big the big trip down for uh, Disney, uh, Disney and um, uh, Captain Mar- uh, uh, Rogers the musical, rather, okay. what I didn't get to mention is on the way back, we stopped in Downey, California and went to the oldest operating McDonald's in the United States. Hmm. Guess what they have there that they don't have at any other location anymore?
2: A oh. working milkshake machine? Oh! Yes, but you what old else Big they Mac? have?
0: A ball pit? The fried apple pies. <gasps> yes, they have the fried apple pies. Get the fuck out. I am not kidding I would never kid about such a thing. I know. <laughs> I, I I have a picture of it. I'll try to remember to put it up on the Shock Monkey's Lair. But yes, I ate a fried apple pie with my combo meal. This is my jealous and, face. Yes, yes, right I know. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, that's The Northridge earthquake actually uh, made the original building unstable. They had to uh, rebuild it. So, it's not technically the original building, but they used as much of the original building as they can. But, so,
3: it's McDonald's of Theseus?
0: But the sign <laughs> yes. out on the road is the original sign that has been there, I think, since like 1957 or something like that. Uh, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, it's it's really cool. And then... Um, I got my Doppel. I remember telling you guys about the Doppel back in in July.
2: For those who didn't listen to that show, why don't you tell them what the Doppel is? Because it's impressive.
0: Doppel is a company co-owned by Brian Henson. Uh, That's Jim Henson's son. And what they do is they do a full-body scan of you.
2: Can you spell Doppel?
0: D-O-P-L. Okay. Like doppelganger without the ganger. Yeah. And... uh, what they do is they do a full 3, a 3D scan of you, and then they will make a figurine of you from 4 inches, 6 inches, 10, or 14 inches, uh, varying price points. Uh, I got the 10-inch because that was about the max I was willing to spend because the, the 14 jumps up significantly. I think it was like 500 and something. Yikes. Dollars. Uh, so, yes, uh, it's very cool. Kirsten has already been kind enough to post a picture on the Shock Monkey's lair so you guys can very all impressive. see what it's like. Um uh, but I have a me. A mini I thought me.
4: I thought I'd hit my head and was just seeing Jeff only uh, fourteen
2: inches tall. Yeah, it is very impressive. It's it, I yeah, I, I spitting image.
0: Yeah, it's 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 uncanny. It's like I looked at it and go, I'm not that fat, and then I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, I am that fat. <laughs> yeah, so, I
2: was... listen, if you're ever gonna get this done, suck it in yes. real hard. Because
0: oh. it, it with the ten inch, I think it's with the 6, 10, and fourteen inch. Those are the highest resolutions. The four inch, they can play around with it and like smooth things things out. But when you get, it, especially they said the ten and the fourteen are the highest resolution ones. It picks up everything. Like there's wrinkles in my jeans just from the way I was standing, mm. that are completely apparent on the on the mm-hmm. figure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, where I guess there was like a slight you, you wind. You got the it, ten inch. I got the ten inch. Of course you did. My big ten inch. <laughs>
2: We already went through <laughs> these jokes the first time I he know. said he got them. I wasn't here. Does it come with accessories? Can you put a lightsaber in your hand? In the uh,
0: business. It, had I now, you can actually take accessories with you if you do want to. Uh, they actually encourage uh, cosplay, but they said make sure that your cosplay is uh, your your costumes are textured well because it does better with printing textures as opposed to like just smooth, um, outfits. Um, but yeah, you can, there, there's a, there was a guy that dressed up as a Viking and he had a battle ax. He had it holding over his head. It it was pretty awesome. He had the hammer holding uh, the battle ax over his head and the horns out of his helmet were, were spot on printed. So yeah, there's some of the demo uh, prints that they had sitting there. So, uh, it's really cool. I, I recommend that you do that if you get a chance. It's it's very impressive. I, I have to say there's a
4: golden business opportunity out there. If they can make uh, life-size ones economical, the weight loss industry will just... <laughs> oh, yeah. You get that... F- Fucker, life size, and just put it next to your fridge, and you're gonna lose weight because you ain't ever gonna eat again.
0: Well, I and it's funny because Darren and I were just making conversation with the lady while she was uh, waiting for the computer to finish processing, because uh, it takes like 200 and something photos of you from all different angles, mm-hmm. and it takes it a couple minutes to to process them all, and then 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 you get a 360 that you can approve or, or they'll reshoot you. And uh, we were asking, you know, not even going into like the blue area, but we were just asking in general, like what some of the weirdest things that they'd, that they'd seen. And she said, oh, well, you know, like some of the people come in costumes and they have different props and stuff. Sort of thing. But the, the, the one that really uh, surprised her was that there are people that come in and have nudes taken of themselves on this thing. Uh, they have sure. they have a little curtain thing they put up. You know, people can do what they want in there, and Hello. Um, you know, people that are apparently very comfortable with their body are more than willing to go do that, and uh, yeah. and and they will they will do it. They will print it out for you. So why not? Yeah, I'd do it just to see how clothes would look on me
3: before right? I buy sure. them. Yeah, there you go. We get the whole the whole Ken set of there. All your different Ken clothes and put them on there.
2: Now I wonder if you can get one with like a detachable penis, so that detachable you know penis. you can be Ken Smooth. Yeah, well, for
0: this th- happens every time.
4: Well, that and the fact that we're you know for those of us who are growers, not showers, that's
2: probably
3: <laughs> most You want of modifications. It. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> is going to be Brian able to detach H- it and put a lightsaber down there? Ooh. Like I said, accessories. Yeah. Yep. Isn't Brian Henson the baby in Labyrinth? Uh, what? Uh, Where yeah. did we? Co- How did we get there? He said the company was it, owned by Brian Henson. The company is co-
0: owned by Brian Henson. Oh God, that was that was jarring. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> he said Brian Henson. Welcome to the way Andy's mind works. Yikes! He uh, just veered off the a freeway <laughs> onto an exit <laughs> from the left lane. Now, uh, the last thing I wanted to mention was uh, so this year is the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. I'm so old. So last week, after you guys recorded, I got to go see Jurassic Park in 3D. Wow. And let me tell you, that is a movie that takes full advantage of the way that Spielberg shoots film to convert to 3D. It holds up. It was damned impressive. You know, I I don't know. I've mentioned it on those before. Uh, Spielberg is really, really good about how he frames things. Uh, you know him and his cinematographers that he's worked with. A lot of lower angles, looking up to to, to give you the, you know, the sense of, uh, bigness, you know, scale. Yeah. Higher angles when you're looking down, trying to, you know, make a character seem, you know, like they're in a bad way in that in particular instance. I mean, they, just his depth, his use of depth of frame, which is uh, is something that we do in uh, did. Well, I did in cinematography, but you're placing everything in your frame so that there's a sense of kind of a pseudo 3D anyway. Yeah. But because Spielberg is a a master at doing this, it really did a great job of being converted to 3D. Yeah. Mm. You, you you didn't think so you see, it, you saw they, it yeah they released it a few years ago uh in 3 d well this is a new this is a brand new conversion well I for uh, the thirtieth it so. would have
1: to be because well then maybe it's okay because when I saw it the last time mm-hmm. it was the first time a 3 d movie had actually given me a headache, really hmm. yeah and I was like, oh God I'm done with conversions I am just so done with
0: conversions apparently Todd isn't yeah <laughs> well, but then, yeah, this is this, well. This one was Spielberg approved. I only know that for the well, because they were talked about it for the, the 30th probably week. was too. But if they've done a new version, then maybe it's okay. But man, got, I I don't know. I just I was really impressed. Yeah, it would have been the 25th. It would have been the 25th anniversary. So five years ago, yeah. Oh, and then also I spent stupid money on the Fanix Convention at the Salt Lake. Convention Center. Oh! That we're uh, going to be...
2: I believe we'll be there on uh, September 21st, 23rd. I believe you're correct, sir. And you can spin the big wheel and maybe go in the ball pit. A little yes. over two weeks, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's a what I'm saying. A little over two weeks away, Oh, yeah. boy. Plenty of time to get yourself a ticket. Excitements yeah. in the air. Mm-hmm. I, I know, spent stupid that, money
3: on photo ops. From uh, October, uh, September 15th to October 1st, I'll be at the Big E drawing caricatures. So. Where is the Big E? Uh, Springfield.
0: Oh, actually, West Springfield, Massachusetts. So uh, I was going to say, you better there. give me a state. You're, you're at the same one for a month? Yeah! Wow, yeah, that's a long Ooh, one. That's a long one.
2: Tell me about how much
0: you, and what you spent money on, because uh, I'm God. so fascinated you're, by you're this. You're gonna literally make me pull this up. Oh, did wow. you get an exclusive or something? While he's so, doing that, oh no! He's... Back to the Future, oh, as oh, many yeah. people know, is one of my favorites of all time. Really? I know, right? It's a big shock. I have had in just this last week both excitement and disappointment from the <laughs> exact same email <sighs> because. I had bought a photo op with Thomas F. Wilson, a.k.a. Biff. Sure. Michael J. Fox. Really? Marty McFly. Oh, you uh, got the one with everybody. Yes. Wait, not Eric Stoltz? Not Eric Stoltz. Shut no. up. <laughs> <laughs> what was that in? What the hell was Christopher that? Christopher Yeah. A.k.a. Doc right, the Brown. Flash. That's right. And it was supposed to be Leah Thompson. I'm now, unfortunately, Leah Thompson? T- Leah Thompson had to back out because of scheduling <sighs> issues. But then they replaced her with James Tolkien, who is uh, uh, principal. Um, oh Strickland. oh, oh locker, wow. Strickland! Yeah, Strickland. Jesus, I couldn't get. Oh, principal brain to work Strickland. Second, okay. Still, Kevin an Andy Thompson. Monster. Still, but, you could yeah. have got her to sign a Howard oh, the Duck photo. Man, I more oh, than man. that, you could get her to sign. I a was cart- actually really excited about uh, the original four, but you know, if they're gonna have to replace somebody you know replace leah thompson with somebody i'm glad they did that because he's yeah. one he's he's the oldest cast member yeah like sure. he's slightly older than christopher lloyd which shocked the hell out of me yeah he's he's old enough jeff mm-hmm. that i watched
4: serpico uh, oh my god on a really range, and <laughs> yeah. he is in that and he is the exact same character he is <laughs> playing is, the principal he is a busy body cop who does the exact same thing to uh, Serpico because he like hates him and wants him out of his department and stuff and it was hilarious watching that moment watching that scene Occur
3: decades before back to well, a decade before back to the future. <laughs> All right, but you're not going to let this dream go, right? You're going to keep hunting down trying to get Leah Thompson. Well, yeah, I mean, so eventually, she... I hope to get a uh, a,
4: a anyone out there, uh, on. you know, know Leah Thompson, try, try to do Jeff a solid. Jeff has now.
0: so much Caroline in the City uh, merch he needs, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I bought that group photo and that one was close to 500. dollars Oh so. boy. Whoa. Yeah. Well, at the time, like I said, I, I bought it because, you know, Christopher Lloyd's getting up there in age and also with his Parkinson's. Oh, you yeah. You know, Michael J. Fox has already lived well past the point that his doctors, when he was initially diagnosed, uh, said that he would probably um, live. It's the last
3: that. chance to see door. It <laughs> oh, might be. no. My God. <sighs>
2: no, well, I knew you were going to jump on that as soon as yeah. I saw that, because that seems like the most impressive cast group it there at the con. I, uh, I'm i sure you'll disappear for a while on uh, probably I mean, Friday or Saturday. I
0: have a couple of photo ops, and I say a couple by, I mean, like, ten. Yikes. Yikes. dude i just i just kept going oh that's cool that's cool that's cool ooh piece um, of candy ooh piece of, of candy. candy yeah exactly <laughs> There's Jeff. and then it ooh, added photo up op. like ooh, real photo fast op. i'm like oh this one's only like 100 this one's only like 100 <laughs> uh do you have bills i'm i paid so... all my bills that's why i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm able to <laughs> good god do man this.
3: The economic strata in this podcast is ridiculous. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> hey, I don't. Spend no, no, the, you're fine. You're I fine. literally save and save and save and save, and then I will occasionally do a big splurge like this. Yeah, the man does nothing. We don't most feel of the bad time. about that. We're just amazed at the wide <laughs> range of. Yeah, I lived with him. <laughs> um, but the most recent one I got was because uh, they had just announced that Ralph Macchio, William Zabka and um oh what was the the uh the blonde girl peyton something peyton list yes there's a group photo op with the three of them and i was just like you know what it's it's not that expensive fuck all right so i bought that too so yeah i i i spent some stupid money uh Probably close to fifteen hundred dollars. Holy oh, shit, yes, dude! Maybe closer to seventeen. With I the tax can't and everything. wait to see these photos. Yeah, and uh, you know, if if a couple of you are available at the time and want to join me on some of them. I think I'm supposed to have uh, ability to put up to four people in there. So, Ooh. Uh, if somebody wants to do a,
4: uh, are there size cobra restrictions? Tie? I might count as two people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might have
3: to find some kind person to watch the booth. Yeah,
0: really. Just
2: keep. Uh, Keep Bigs away from we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll Alexandra Daddario's eyeballs. Oh, I got, I got,
0: a, I got a picture with her. So. Of course oh, you did. Yeah, you do
2: that alone because oh. all the rest of these people will be licking eyeballs. Dude, I tell you,
0: it's it's such a stupid movie that she's in, but it's actually kind of fun. There's a lot uh, of stupid movies. The, she's the Baywatch done. movie with with her and The Rock. Really stupid. It's dumb, but I I I caught it again and recently, and I'm like, you know what? This is actually. Kind of funny. It, it the movie is funny. It, it's dumb but because it's it doesn't funny. take itself seriously. Right? Not, at all. Like, how could at, it? At yeah, all. But I. think... I mean, even Zac Efron, you yes, can tell, is just yeah.
3: having fun. Exactly. Being stupid. Have yeah. they made a Baywatch Nights movie? No.
0: no. It'd it, be funny if they did, though, because that's ripe for parody. Oh,
1: Cryptozoic yeah. needs to
2: make a DC deck builder, but you know, the Baywatch themed.
0: <laughs> wow. They've got it for Street Fighter. Why not Baywatch? Oh, I also got a photo op with Katie Sackhoff. Oh! I couldn't pass that one up, because I'm like, God, she's in everything I like lately. I wish Deb were here for that. Uh, She was in Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. She's in The Mandalorian. And, uh, I mean, just... God. Longmire? Yeah, Longmire. I I
4: officially hate
0: you now, Jeff. Well, do you want to be in the photo with me and Katie Sackhoff? Yes, he does. Kirsten. Let me put it this way. Yes? It doesn't
4: have to be a photo. (laughs)
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, not don't,
3: don't get us kicked out of the convention. First, so. No looking Katie Sackhoff anywhere. Hey, Kate, what'd you do this week that's not involving Katie Sackhoff?
4: Well, you guys have actually heard most of it. The one thing I guess I will comment on is I took advantage of a Kindle, a one of those quickie Kindle sales a couple weeks ago, and I got Michael Moorcock's latest uh, Elric novel, uh, Citadel of Forgotten Myths, which is another set of uh, some of the prequel stories he does, because of course he killed Elric decades ago. Um, and I've been reading that on and off at night and enjoying it immensely. It's just it's really cool because he likes you know, Michael Moorcock likes to get a little uh, a philosophical. Little. He gets a little existential in his writings, and it gets it can actually be kind of uh, kind of cool. What was that weird
3: one with the Nazis he wrote?
4: um, That was... Oh, I can't remember the title, but that was the uh, character Ulrich. Yeah. Who was sort of... Was it a fantasy novel? uh, Yeah, it was was a fantasy novel, but, uh, you know, that whole eternal champion thing. And then Ulrich is kind of like this parallel dimension existence of Elric, but he's... In uh he's in the Third Reich during World War II. Right. And, and he, I was like halfway through the book, I'm like, wait,
3: wait, I recognize yeah. this guy, what?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh he's, because uh, he also ties, it's Ulrich von Beck. So he ties in the character, the family of the von Becks, which is from his, uh oh, I can't even remember that, that series' names. The Hound, the World, and the... War and the Hound's Pain, or yeah, well, okay, never mind. Yeah. I, <laughs> okay. Bollocks, nice try. I bollocks that. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> nice try. So I'm enjoying that. Uh, that's really, I mean, the one thing kind of alone because, yeah,
3: yeah, we've been playing games all yeah, week. Yeah, it, you it, didn't mention Zombicide.
2: Yeah, yeah
4: well, there yeah. is. A, we introduced uh, Andy to Zombicide. Uh, Zombicide, Black Plague. Black Plague. Yeah, I, you know, I could play. I guess the modern version, but um, I just. I like the the fantasy aspect and and the uh, the medieval aspect and that uh, that is fun, that is a fun one.
2: Yeah, I'm um, gonna look at getting the other ones. Uh, Major May has a friend who might be selling some. Yeah, I, I just I don't have room yeah. right now. I know. And besides that, the only geeky thing I did this week was I took Todd up on his uh, his suggestion to play Everspace Two. I liked the game in the beginning. It took me forever just to get out of the first area. So I thought, okay, well, this is a big game with a lot of stuff to it. It's that space shoot up one. It's kind of like x Men vs. TIE Fighter. You don't actually get out of the ship and walk around. You're just in the ship all the time. All right. um, it's really difficult. I keep mm. having to restart and restart and just backing out and getting more levels to go before I can go into a new area. At some point, I just kind of got tired of it. Mm. And I was just like, "Okay, this is the same thing. It's rinse and repeat with different, little different weapons, a little more power, but you're still just chasing guys around shooting and mining." And it's, eh. no it, it just didn't hold my attention for more than like two or three days of play. So, which is disappointing because I liked the controls on it. I liked, I liked this flying around shooting. I just, eh. it's just, eh. Yeah, the crafting system was kind of kind of dull. Mm. Well, that leads us to
4: news you don't give a shit about. Yeah! Oh! 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 Okay.
2: Wow, that was a mixed bag of emotion right there.
0: Ooh. So, this here... side of the table was not excited. That side of the table was unnervingly excited. Yeah, I know.
2: I was just in shock.
0: Well, you all will be very happy
2: to know
4: That Netflix has released the first teaser trailer for Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. Wow. Wow. Sequel to the classic 2000. That's year 2000. Stop motion animated comedy Chicken Run. Looks like a good time. Starring Mel Gibson. Uh, In the film Ginger. Chicken Run what? uh, Dawn. uh, I'm sorry. Chicken Run, colon, Dawn of the Nugget.
2: You say colon, like you are spelled it out? No. Okay.
3: Yeah, no, they have coacas. They don't have colons. Maybe they do. I don't know. Oh, cloacas? Okay. Cloacas.
5: All
4: right. Yeah.
1: Okay. I had one of those on Taco. So- it teases the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the
4: trailer teases the challenges that Ginger and Rocky will face as they embark on a mission to take down Mrs. Tweedy's evil operation that poses a horrible threat. So the film was directed by Sam Fell, who shared in a statement, they say a movie is only as good as its villain, and Ginger's nemesis, Mrs. Tweedy, is one of the all-time greats. Now she's out to take industrial-scale revenge on all chicken kind with the dawn of the nugget. So... That sounds good and exciting, and I knew you
2: guys would love Oh, yeah. I'm so excited by that. I can't wait. I'm going to go wait outside the theater right now. Well,
4: here's another (laughs) uh,
2: news I don't
4: give a shit about, but I I think uh, Todd Wood. Oh. Uh, Terrifier 3 confirmed to be coming out next year in 2024.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Has he seen the first two? I have no clue. I haven't even seen the first two, but I hear they're really gross. I, I would I would
4: really expect that he had since they're horror, but you never know with Todd. For those of you who are fans of Terror har- Fire Horror. <laughs> phew, terrifier horror. Terrify you boy. Andy say that three times. I can't. Terrifier horror you film franchise. Once. It looks like Art the Clown will be back brutally killing people sooner than expected. Franchise director Damien Leone recently confirmed that Terrifier 3 will be coming out 2024. In an interview with Bloody Disgusting, Leone revealed that Terrifier 2 will be returning to theaters in November 8th of this year. November 8th? Like a week and a half or eight, nine days after Halloween? Wow. That's odd. Uh, then he says that the Terrifier three will be coming out. So those are my two. Those are my two. Don't give a shit abouts. Well, I guess that leads us to
5: Weekend Geek. Yay!
2: Yay! You see, we're actually excited about Weekend Geek, and Steve's just gonna try and hold that note. He's gonna try and hold it. I, got mail. I wouldn't Yay! put. I wouldn't put your fingers near his mouth. <laughs> Uh, this week's uh, Week in Geek uh, has a sponsor. Oh, <gasps> boy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sword throat or lozenges. That's is it, Is it blankets? Because you just. I'm freezing here. I'm right yeah. under the air conditioning. Yes, yes, I you, are. yes you are. a blanket around You're me. Are. You're freaking spot. cold. It, yeah. it is It is very cold in that spot. Todd loves it, but yes. Fucking I when, when I've run the board, I was sitting there the whole time, and I'm like, you guys are all comfy, and that thing is just blowing Fun. right on I don't on know you. if they're all Would comfy. Would you care for I a sweatshirt?
2: Yeah. No, I'm fine. God. All right. Anyway, we got our sponsor. Andy, give him a rub down. Mm. Oh, my God. I'll pay you not to. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was counting on. Ugh. It's that time of year again, said the blonde succubus with the high cheekbones and the perfect makeup. It's the NPR pre-fall membership drive, one of 47 times a year. The Netherworld Public Radio reaches out to you, the loyal listeners and viewers, for support. The pretty succubus leaned in, placing her ample cleavage front and center. From programs like Rancid Air with Harry Gross, Wait, Wait, Don't Kill Me, and the latest, most up-to-date, somewhat biased news, just think of how much enjoyment NPR brings to your life. And today is your opportunity to give a little bit back, an opportunity to help support the programming you cherish. The succubus gazed directly into the camera, her eyes flashing. You want to be programmed, don't you? You enjoy being programmed. Listen, obey, donate today, she said, her voice strangely soothing. And we've made it so incredibly easy to give. Armies of imps are standing by right now, waiting to receive your call. If you don't have enough spare energy to donate, we'll happily accept souls. If that doesn't fit your needs, how about donating your home, vehicle, or children? What about that leg that just doesn't want to straighten anymore? We have meat monsters on staff, ready to process your donation of unwanted body parts. We'll even take flabby, flatulent flesh, like worn-out butt cheeks. Speaking of meat Meat monsters... (laughs) We have a very special guest today. The succubus brushed a lock of her hair out of her eyes and smiled. Netten of the Netten and Naga show is in studio today with a very special offer. The first 10 callers willing to donate unwanted flesh or body parts will receive an autographed copy of Netten's new book, Misshapen Member, The Memoirs of a Melancholy Meat Monster. I've read it and it's absolutely riveting, but don't take it from me. The succubus gestured to her left and the cameras followed, focusing on Netten. His three heads were neatly groomed and all seven of his arms were resting comfortably on the table in front of him. I'm not sure it quite lives up to the terms like riveting, but I must admit I'm proud of it. It's hard growing up as a meat monster with body image issues. I really dig into what it was like. The camera snapped back to the succubus. She must have adjusted her bodice in the moments she wasn't on screen because her breasts were on the verge of escaping. As a final note, we'd like to say something nice about one of NPR's most dedicated sponsors, J.R. Conkle. The sixth book in his Rebirth of the Fallen series is set to publish in July of 2024, marking the halfway point in his epic story. Audio versions of the stories are in production now with a narrator who sounds a little bit like a constipated Jon Snow. The gorgeous succubus Lee. What the fuck?! (laughs) Stop! Professional production we got
0: over here! I
2: was giving you background music. I'm giving you the finger right now. This
0: is not that kind of recording. The
2: gorgeous succubus leaned into the camera, her eyes flashing once again. You want to purchase J.R. Conkle's books, and you want to rate and review them. Rating and reviewing these books will make me very happy, she purred. You need to make
3: me very happy. Wow. Oh. I have a car I'm willing to give to that succubus. Yeah, really. I was yeah. thinking that <laughs>
2: Would you please run Steve Biggs over with it first? We're interrupting a oh. fucking advertising, you ass clown.
3: What was the underscoring? <laughs> oh. I got an underscore for you. Uh, buddy. That, it's the under mountain scoring. What's in the news?
2: In
4: the news.
3: Uh well, first up, uh
4: I'm actually looking forward
3: to this. This is
4: um there's a more out on Exorcist believer. It's the first film in a now okay uh, film journalism. You guys need to work on the meanings of things because you have no idea. This is called the first film in a reboot trilogy coming from Blumhouse and uh, director and director David Gordon Green. Right, but then the next sentence is: These films will continue the story that started in the original '73 film. So, Not a yeah, exactly. Because it, I mean, it's 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 such a sequel. It is literally Ellen Burstyn is coming back as Chris McNeil, uh, the uh, Washington D.C. actress who was forever altered by what happened to her daughter Reagan five decades before. And in fact, in the trailer, she finds herself confronting her daughter Reagan. So the next chapter of the story tells a terrifying tale of the denomic possession of two young girls. Denomic? Denomic? denomic?
5: denomic.
2: They're possessed denomic. by numbers or something? Yes, Demonic? exactly.
4: Demonic possession of two young girls who become possessed at the same time. Uh, I actually, I actually am looking forward to this. Yeah, the trailer. Looks I like the trailer um the girls look good in it and then you know fucking ellen burst when she came around that corner dude i was like wow
3: yeah.
4: and tubular bells was playing and stuff it was just like this is who i'm so i'm actually
0: kind of excited for this one myself see i thought repossessed was the official sequel to exorcist yeah. uh. and then i guess
4: uh ellen Burstyn would play
0: the repo woman Huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love that fucking movie. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's so dumb. Repossessed. So um, Leslie Nielsen. Hey, look S- it up.
4: Steve. Yeah. My Adventures with Superman season two is going to blow people's minds. I hear. Now I caught you watching a little bit of My Adventures of Superman. What do you got to say about it? Uh,
1: my Adventures with Superman. I've talked about it before. Um, uh, so far, so good. Um, Okay,
4: yeah. well, uh, well, stay tuned uh, for season. Two. Damned with, damned with faint car. praise. <laughs> it's gonna say, <laughs> cut.
1: doesn't. I like it. It I'm doesn't hoping, suck. I'm hoping season two is.
4: Yeah. Um. Awesome. Now, uh, what's his? Let me. Let me get, Let me back up to his name. Producer Josephine Campbell actually uh, said, "Stay tuned for season two. We got the wonderful task of being able to make both seasons around the same time. And I'm very excited. There's so much stuff in season two that I think is going to blow people's minds. So just stay tuned. Keep
1: watching. Yeah, I'm liking what they're doing with it. I like, you know, I like the story so far. I like the relationships between the characters. So, yeah, it's, you know, I like Superman who smiles. What can I tell you? And Jack Quaid,
4: uh, who's rapidly becoming like this uh, voice uh, actor phenom, yeah. uh, is actually is Superman. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's good. That is actually kind of
0: interesting. Jack Quaid so, is literally everywhere right now. Yeah, really. <laughs> but all in good things. That's what's killing me. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Uh,
4: did we talk about uh, who who has played Baldur's Gate? Has anyone here played Baldur's I Gate? I have played Baldur's they, Gate. You have played, well, Barry, you'll be interested to know that the game's director, Sven Evinke recently stated that there was a Dungeons & Dragons spell that Larian Studios really wanted to include in the game, but they couldn't because it would have doubled the size of the game!
2: Well, I can imagine it's a few of these. No, they really wanted to do Dispel Magic. Oh, dude, no, that would have break the whole game.
4: Apparently. uh, Because they didn't include it.
2: Well, think about it. Then you'd have to have a system for dispelling so much different magic in the game. Uh. And you'd have to have that... That system ready for things to be dispelled. Yeah. It's a whole. It's a. It's easy to do tabletop, but super impossible to do the game. And then you think about some of the other higher level spells. There's a reason why. I think they limit you to, like, level, what, 12, 12 is it? 12, I think. Well, yeah, because past that, you're getting 7th-level spells, and those get game-breaking. Yeah.
4: Well, and frankly, I don't blame them, because uh, after 12, in it's kind of funny, in almost every iteration, after 12, D&D starts to just break, I think, personally. But I am not big fan of high-level play. I've
2: played some high-level play, actually, oh, i played plenty of high-level play before, and the things you go after are just bigger threats. You know, um, you don't just tool around and, and there's no uh, random encounters. Random encounters, well, please. Yeah. I, what, what, bandits, get the hell out of here. But I'm,
4: I, I'm also talking about like the math of the game and everything. It really just starts to, uh, to get clunky. Like third edition was the real, real bad one on that one because that, that just got horrible. Well, the math on the 5th on the edition stuff isn't too bad. Well, with bounded accuracy, they've contained that a bit. But I think that, you know, I think one of the things about D&D that kind of breaks down is the, the pushing for the higher levels. I think... Uh, um I think if you you focus on the the first ten levels, you've got actually something there. I think one of the problems designers face every time they do an addition is okay, what do we do with the second ten levels? Well,
2: that that's a common problem with all games. If Steve didn't go and take a winky, uh, he would <laughs> see Steve doesn't pee; he takes a winky. Oh, and
4: also that's while he's, while he's taking a
2: winky,
0: beef slaps. Yeah, beef slaps. Yeah. And, and if you if you uh, come watch us. Uh, perform at our booth at Fanix, you'll get to see Steve frequently leave the booth to go oh, Winky. That's, that's right. He might even do some beef like, slaps for you right there at the booth. Yeah, Let's hope he Steve doesn't. Go? <laughs>
3: he's off to Winky. You had me concerned about this wall, ball pit that Winky was going in there.
2: No, no one's, going, no one's going Winky in the ball pit. No,
0: Andy
4: was traumatized was. by ball pits when he was oh. young, and... Uh, He's never recovered.
2: Yeah, so. Oh, are you done with your winky? Okay, great. Then you could chime in on this. I was just about to say when I play Civilization, normally Civ 5, I think the most fun times are in the beginning where there's still that sense of exploration mm. and you're still building up. Mm-hmm. It's like the end game, which isn't that fun for me.
1: Well, especially if it's clear that you're either going to lose or you're going to just win.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it's I, just, it's, I, just, silliness.
4: I just I just hate games where it's clear you're just going to win. That's
1: just... Well, th- I what's mean, the point? At that point, you're just kind of, you know, building and building and building, and, oh, I launched my rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently there were
4: several spells, Barry, that weren't included in the game, but uh, they were talking about Dispel Magic. It was on the table for a long time. Apparently, they did actually test it, uh, but because there's so much... Uh, magic in the game during internal play testing it caused plenty of problems and headaches for the developers and he said there are still traces of the spell in the game where developers foresaw the system and still wanted to play around it uh, so they wanted to do it, but it was just too much. It literally would have doubled the size of the game Ugh. just to
2: support that one yeah, spell that's, properly. Yeah, that's a, that's a good choice. So That's a good choice. I'm amazed they got some of the things in there that they did, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I didn't expect the game to be completely open where you could choose anything from, like, Xanathars or whatever. But they got a lot of choice in there. Right. Yeah.
4: You've got First Look at Godzilla and Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Apple TV series from Legendary's MonsterVerse. Okay,
2: where was the title in there? Because that was just uh, a lot of words. Well,
4: let me put it to you this way. All right. Where's the colon? When you, uh, when you have Shin Godzilla, right, and you, you're doing a whole new Godzilla thing, where do you start? You start at Godzilla 1. Do you maybe call it Godzilla 1.5, Godzilla 2? What do you call it, right? Go-Hira? Godzilla minus one!
0: <laughs> what? What?
4: Yeah. So, uh, Toho's Godzilla Minus One trailer, actually, that's the one I want to talk about, um, brings it back to post-World War II. Mm. So, the last Japanese-made film was 2016's Shin Godzilla, which recontextualized the threat for a new generation. Now, Toho will take us all the way back to the beginning with Godzilla Minus One. It'll be setting... The new movie in the aftermath of uh, Hiroshima and uh, Nagasaki, uh, and but Godzilla is still just a Komodo dragon. I what? don't know. Yeah, <laughs> really, he's
0: still uh, yeah or a iguana or whatever the hell it was. or whatever the um, fuck that lizard was yeah. in the uh, the Matthew Broderick film. It's going to be Uy. cool
4: to have Jean Reno dubbed in Japanese. I will say that. So.
0: Uh, but anyway, um, it
4: will be an interesting and har-
2: Why are you that dude in the theater with the cookies? Why are you that guy? <laughs> Don't make me get the usher. Uh.
0: That does that, bring up a good point up. When you're opening a package that's crunkly, crinkly rather in the theater, Wait for a loud part to do it. Yeah. Be, well, be courteous to well, those around also you. Also, do it quickly. Because, unless yeah. you're the only one no, in the No, no,
4: no. There's no quickly with Steve. Mm. Um, <laughs> Steve. Steve is old school theater, guys. It's when you got to do something, you have to make a choice and do it loud. And boy, oh, boy, does it. Uh, we had the game. Just the other day where we had some Ga- Girl Scout cookies. And I guess not all Girl Scout cookies come in the boxes anymore. Now they're nope. starting to do the the whole cellophane yep. and the, the plastic packaging. Which and we like. finished one set of cookies, and Steve sat there with great dedication trying to get the cookie holder back in the packaging. And it was just <laughs> crinkle, 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 crinkle. Yep. And You're I finally recording. just utterly crushed it. <laughs> it did
0: you crushes. Did you pound on it like you pound uh, on uh, I uh, just berries? reached
4: over and grabbed it like a
2: succulent boob. I didn't yeah. know if you <laughs> What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what?
1: Or a pack of candy cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's
2: how you handle a boob. G- st- keep your eyes away from my candy cigarettes. <laughs> Damn you. You know, the good, another good thing that came out of that, that uh, little session was, apparently, we have a Girl Scout cookie hookup. Yes, we do. Yeah. We we know someone.
4: I know it's um. Uh, uh, I got to have some thin mints, man. I know we may have to change Rum Cake's name to uh, Den Mother. I don't know.
2: Den Mother, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking
1: of name changes, we didn't we didn't uh, honor it this time, but in the future, going forward, Andy is now out of turn. Andy.
2: Oh, definitely out of turn, Andy. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he goes out of turn. Well,
4: he wow. out of turned a few
3: times. Yeah did so, but anyway, Godzilla. Minus what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Oh, Thin Mints. Thin Mints. Thin Mints. Thin Mints. what's your second favorite? There's no, there's no
0: other first one. Yeah. What's your second favorite?
3: Um, peanut, the
0: peanut butter one with the chocolate on the outside. Tagalog. Tag. It's tangle, got so. It's tangle. had so many different names. Yeah, really. I wish Deb were here because my my mom worked for the Girl Scout office in Wichita, and I remember when the cookies came around. I'm like. Wait, what happened to this cookie that I like? It's like, oh, it's called this now. And Mm-mm. it's like, okay. Was it and Samoans? then like two years later, they changed the name no. again. So the only thing that I the only one honestly that I can remember that has not changed is Thin Mints as far as like the name. Mm. And the lemon also ones dep-
2: are two different kinds now, yeah.
0: right? And it also depends on what part of the country you're oh, in. Oh, different bakeries. Because yeah, different bakeries, they it's it'll literally be the same cookie but with a different name.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna ask Deb this on the next show. Yes, wow. she'll tell you all about. Welcome it. to Cookie yeah. Shock. Those, those yeah, no, right. I don't have a problem with Cookie Shock. Cookies we can do it. We can do Cookie Shock. Of,
0: yeah. Cookies are just sweet sandwiches. That's right. Well, Look!
2: Okay, that cookie you're holding happens to be. Could you describe this cookie? Uh, this is. Could the you describe s'more. the cookie, This sir? is the current
1: <laughs> version of the s'more. It's uh, got the graham cracker uh, cookie uh, and then the chocolate and the marshmallow filling.
0: Marshmallow-ish filling. Yeah,
1: marshmallow-ish filling. Well, probably also chocolate-ish.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. You just touched the cookie. Why are you putting it back?
2: <laughs> that's so, your cookie. Wow. So I can that is your can
4: You can tell he's been hanging around uh, Andy. Jeez. <laughs> I'm good. You know, it's just I'll like it. you know what I, I. Hey, let I, me actu- my I actually I want see. half a cookie. So let me. There we go. Okay. <laughs> that, the, that that's your other half. <laughs> Who eats <laughs> half a cookie? Oh my god um Godzilla minus one is written and directed by Takashi Yamazaki who also wrote and directed 2019's excellent Lupin three the first which I guess explains the whole minus one thing this guy has some numbering issues
0: well it's I think the characters Lupin the third but they, Lupin the they, third they, the first yeah it's yeah. it's it's bizarre you know Japanese mm-hmm. what are you gonna do
4: uh it'll open in Japan uh November 3rd for our Japanese listeners and uh Do we have any the united states Probably. december 1st i know i'm looking forward to that Indeed. because uh i just i i saw the what was it wasn't was it barbie where the hell where did we uh we saw it or was it on tv was it on, i didn't see it so it was not barbie what was it on youtube
2: uh what uh, the, the 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 trailer trailer What happened to the other
0: series of Godzilla movies that they were making with Kong and Mechagodzilla? I was just going to say, I'm with you, Kirsten. I can't remember where the fuck I've seen trailers anymore Like, Yeah. Between the theater, uh, I've got the Google TV now, which will occasionally run a trailer when I open it up, and YouTube, or even when I'm watching uh, one of my streamers that has ads, like uh, both Hulu and Paramount Plus have ads, and they will run trailers.
4: And they're they're the movie trailers and, and te- small screen trailers. They're basically the same thing. Yeah. And so uh, your brain pretty much processes them the same. And yep, you just have no clue where the hell you were
2: when you saw it, or where can you watch it.
4: Yeah. Well, they and yeah. they don't care. They just want it sitting in your
0: brain. Yep. You Although know, simmering, I will say the one positive thing about that is, with all these studios putting on their official channels the same mm-hmm. theatrical trailers if i have maybe missed part of a trailer in the theater and i want to see it again to see what it is you know all about what the movie is about i can watch it when i get home yeah so yeah. yeah so it's not like you missed it and then you won't see it again for you know weeks
1: it's like me uh, bypassing the clickbait uh thing saying the new trailer of Strange new short treks just dropped. Watch the trailer here. It's like, nope, I think I'll just go to YouTube and watch it. Yeah, really. The yeah. problem
2: with YouTube trailers is a half of them are fake. Yeah. So whenever I see, oh, there's a new trailer for this, oh. I look to make sure there's like five more.
4: Motherfucker, I have gotten excited more than once. Yeah. And, uh, oh. If yep. the
2: trailer's not in five, six places, it's fake. I right. don't
4: even want to share trailers on, on uh, Facebook anymore in excitement because I've been burned. Yeah. Uh, Now, guys, just like Dracula rising from the grave, Hammer Horror is returning to life with a new owner and a new slate of movies.
2: Really?
3: Oh, boy, this this is is going to be
4: exciting. Finally, Captain Kronos 2. You know what? It might happen. Uh, You can't talk about history of horror without talking about Hammer Horror and Hammer Film Productions. Uh, They released... So many classics. Uh, this news, by the way, is coming from bloody disgusting. So they, they've they had their own takes on Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy, the movies solidifying uh, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing as true icons of the horror genre. So Variety reports that British theater producer John Gore... Which is the perfect
3: fucking name? It's for pretty a good. Horror producer.
4: It is pretty good. Um, he has acquired Hammer Films and Studios, and he'll lead a team aiming to revitalize the legendary brand. Nice. Quote: Under Gore's management, god damn, that is just a perfect fucking name. The name is uh the name. Here we go. The plan is to invest significantly in Hammer Films to breathe new life into the studio blending the nostalgic charm of Hammer with modern cinematic style and innovation while preserving its heritage and library. A new slate of films and projects will be unveiled uh, imminently. And the first thing I'm seeing here is an Eddie Izzard starring Dr. Jekyll, which is set to release later this year. Uh, Gore said in a statement ever since I was a young boy, I've been enchanted by the magic of Hammer Films, its stories, its characters, its unique place in British heritage and cinema and have been a source of inspiration and wonder. Today, as I stand at the helm of this iconic studio, my commitment is twofold. To celebrate and preserve the unmatched legacy of Hammer and to usher in a new era of storytelling that captivates audiences worldwide. With significant investment and a fresh creative vision we will ensure that the spirit of Hammer not only endures but thrives in the modern age. Now it's 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 kind of funny because Hammer I don't wanna s I don't wanna use I don't wanna use the full on the term low budget, but it's you know, it's not like they oh, were just, it's specific moderate look. budget. You know, they were not super slick. Yeah. And, uh, of course, in those days, in the, this is in the era where horror was not given what it's given nowadays. Yeah.
0: Or even in the 80s, really. Well, and not to mention, they, they really stretched those budgets out. Yes. I mean, yeah. it's yes. impressive that they were able to do what they did with the amount of money they were doing it so for. So many
3: them. day for night shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, and th- that's, that's part of the thing. Economical, yeah. Economical
0: is a good term because it. it's
4: like my love for Hawk the Slayer, mm-hmm. which is super, super micro budget. Yeah, but the heart in that movie is so great that you know you sometimes wonder if it had more money, would they have? Can you capture that? And that's my thing about Hammer. If we get a bigger production budget, a bigger you know investment like that, will they be able to capture that Hammer well, spirit?
0: I mean, there is a theory that says that when you have more restrictions, you're really able to exercise your creativity in different ways to get I know. to get what you want done. People say because that. I mean, I well, I mean, a lot of filmmakers that I've either had uh, the pleasure of getting to see speak. Or you know, just watched interviews with talk about you know, mm-hmm. well you know we probably never would have done A, B, and C if we'd had a bigger budget. Right. Something right. that becomes it, iconic. It narrows your occasions. options. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's
3: the shark. It's the shark. And jaws. You, you make
0: mm-hmm. yeah. You 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 come up with creative new ways to do what you want uh-huh. to do.
4: Sure. I think also there's an angle to, If you're really really passionate about yeah. it, if you have a real love for it, then you're not going to be held back yep by limitations like budget right which is which is once again going back to hawk the slayer is sort of like you know it's like they wanted to make this movie they wanted to do this no matter what and that is a lot of what i get out of hammer is like come hell yeah. or high water they're going to do they're gonna this. finish it yeah absolutely and, and they they and one of the uh, a side note folks uh um terry marcel director of Hawk the slayer had ties to shepperton and to hammer which is why i keep bringing this up hmm. uh but um we just thought you're obsessed you yeah well back? i am obsessed no, i was gonna there, say you there, are obsessed there, but there is a connection there so i'm intrigued by this idea i right. really hope that they go well it's kind of funny because you get people wanting to do their own version of those classic monsters, or you get people who will like think about how are we going to do this, this version of the universal, right? Now we're ushering in this, this kind of approach of how are we going to do this version of the ha- Hammer's Dracula, Hammer's Frankenstein, which really went in a whole bunch of different directions, <laughs> yeah. and uh, actually Hammer's Mummy, which pretty much created... The, 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 eye, the imagery of the mummy that we have today, that, that swathed in bandages creature that just won't stop moving and keeps going. As opposed to what? Isn't
3: that Karloff's?
4: Karloff did the mummy, and he wasn't, he wasn't like that at all. He, the, the first image of him is like that, but then the rest of the movie, he's actually just kind of like rejuvenated as a human being. Yep. and then it gets more mystical and more
2: uh, more yeah. magical in its discussion. But,
1: but it's the later universals where you, we it does go back to the mummy swath and bandages yeah. and stuff.
2: So. I'm disappointed that they didn't build a franchise like a cinematic universe around uh, Brendan Fraser's The Mummy, right? Which is a cinematic yeah. masterpiece. That would have been the place yes. to start.
4: Yeah. Well, they you know they and uh, then you
2: have Brendan Fraser at all. As monster hunters, yeah, yeah. which yeah. leads to eventually the Monster Squad, which is it's <laughs> funny
4: because there was going to be that attempt with Man's Van Helsing, and that just yeah, uh, the Hugh Jackman uh, and it, and it's and it's
1: it's 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 Steve Summers,
5: it's
4: the same director, yep. it's Summers, but but the, they just there Jeffrey can be one of your points about budget because yeah. Van Helsing is an example of yes the Mummy, the director of the Fraser Mummy, yep. having. All the money, yeah, unlimited budget, basically, and uh, he, uh,
1: the Fraser mummy, yeah. I'm listening. I'll I know. I just not that Fraser. <laughs> I'm, I'm skittering. Oh my I'm god, skittering.
4: Wouldn't that be just some? What, what? Which was it? Who would be hunting who? Niles or Fraser? <laughs> yeah. um, this actually is exciting. Yeah. And you know what, Andy? You you uh, you're Andy. I am. Andy. You make your obscure references. But you had to point out that he was Andy. Yeah, but uh, we're <laughs> I'd forgotten. Where uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, I am. You oh. want? Okay. <laughs> you want your franchise? You center it around Captain Kronos. Yeah, you do. Because mm-hmm. he is the well, he's a vampire hunter. Yeah. in the title, but he's a monster hunter. Sure. And you do that franchise and have Captain Kronos running around dealing yeah. with all that stuff. I'm yeah. into it. Do your marvels, where every monster is introduced separately, and then Kronos begins to tie it all together. Yeah. And Captain, I mean, Chron- that, that's Chronos- that's the purpose of the captains in these franchises.
3: Kronos yeah. is your is your Steve Jackson at the end of every monster film. He shows up at the <laughs> last credits. You're, 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 you're what? Who? You're who? You're- Sam Jackson, sorry. (laughs) He's like, oh, the mummy. Let's make a game out of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Put it in your pocket. It's your expandable card game that you can play with other games in the same (laughs) genre? Wow.
2: (laughs) I want to talk to you about the Munchkin Initiative. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. There's a show There's title. The title. There oh, it is. Guys. The show title. <laughs> <Always> <laughs> gracious. Yeah. Oh, Munchkin Initiative. Woo. I
0: love it. <laughs> oh, dang. Smile.
2: What's your Steve Jackson game? Write to us. Uh, comment- no, fuck that. What is your favorite Girl Scout cookie and why? See? And don't just say second Thin Mints. Favorite. Second, second favorite. Because everyone's favorite is it's Thin Mints. Is. And if it's not, you're wrong. Uh, write to us at comments at geekshockpodcast.com. And, wow, uh, Andy, man, it's been a pleasure it's having you here. To be back. I mean, I, I'm and just saying And I'll be
3: back in that. a couple of months. I'm, hang on, Let me give you my tour here so I can let uh, everybody oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, it. oh, People feet. across oh. the country, track yeah. down Andy. Andy, where can we all find right, you? The, fact, all the, in the Check Andy World Tour. So, I'm starting. I'm at the Biggie in West Springfield from September 15th to October 1st. Springfield, ma. Yes, yeah, Springfield, Mass. Uh, there's more than one Springfield? Dude. Yes. Uh, and... <laughs> and uh, October 12th to 22nd, I'm at the Raleigh Fair.
0: Raleigh, North Carolina. North
3: Carolina. And then in... Uh... People are dumb, dude. I know. <laughs> no, no. I'm not...
0: Not our listeners, though. October 27th oh, no, not you. to uh,
3: November 6th, I am at the uh, Charleston Fair, which is a new one for me. So I don't know how that's going to go. We'll find out. Charleston, South, South Carolina. South Carolina. Okay. And then uh, just for shits and giggles, if you really want to spend some money... I will be attending the ISCACon, the International Society of Character Artists Convention, November 12th through 17th in L.A.
2: You've got to take pictures of that.
3: You know what, Barry?
0: Oh, we need to do a, a fact-check Andy World Tour t-shirt. Ooh. Put, the, put the dates on the back. Oh, my put God. Put it up on the back. Oh, my God. That, that, was,
2: that was four dates. Yeah. It's going to be a short shirt.
4: Well, it's funny because you It'd could be a just crop top. you could just put under it. <laughs> repeat for
5: 2019. Repeat
4: for 2018. It's a shirt 20- that lasts you for at least three, you know, four the,
3: years. The shirt I wanted to do was the uh, the bathrooms while Las Vegas, and it's just like various bathrooms. Like I peed well, here.
2: Well, obviously, uh, the double down. Sure. Yeah. That's, number oh, so boy, that's number one. Oh boy, that's number one. And
0: number two. And number three. No, you don't
2: go- double down. <laughs> what the hell is number three?
0: You don't want to
3: know.
2: I'm sure I've gone it in there. <laughs> anyway, I'd like to thank our tier one listeners: Mandy, Hylian, Scoop, Scoopatron, Ambivalent, Hoax, Sir Chomps. Chad Wilson, Richard Brewers, Jacob Flora, Multiverse Tonight, Gil Scully, Froyog surf, 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 A John B. Sur- Matthew Bruce, surf surf surf, 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 surf Surf, Surf Way to go, Torgo. Uh, yeah, shut up. Diggs, McSmiggs, King Vault, and thank you to our new tier one listener, Eraserhead. Welcome to the... Uh, welcome, Eraserhead. Welcome to the fold. I like the name. Gobble, gobble, one of us. And I'd like to thank our Tier 4 listeners, Jr. Conkle. And thank you, Jr., for the advertisement. As always. And Deb. And I want to thank our Tier 5 <laughs> listeners, Atomic uh, Gumby, Glumley, Mad yeah. Marcher, and Aussie Matt, and Jeff Harris. And thank you, listener. If you'd like to support the show, go to our Kofi to become a shock monkey and reap the rewards of which there are many. I'm literally looking at some amazing drawings over here. Uh, Visit uh, ko-fi.com slash geekshock. The secret word of the show is celery donut. A quick shout out to Ellie. Your generation ruins everything. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Our theme theme song is composed by Sam Heffernan. It's called The Burning Light. You can find it by searching SWH Music on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, or Twitch. That's the show.
4: Yes, vlog. absolutely. On a Commander
2: of K.
0: Fact
1: check dandy. With Professor Biggs. On the road again.
2: And uh, I'll talk to you next week in Geek where Once again, we don't have an official Geek Shock Mariachi band, which, like Torgo, disappoints me every day.
3: Oh, mm. uh, uh, oh
4: by the way, Ellie, make sure to tell uh, Plain Old Ordinary just has the name Stephen. Hello.
2: It's an inside joke, people. Hiya! I think after this show, I will enjoy a candy cigarette. Get your hands away from my cigarette! After show cigarette. After Ah. show
4: cigarette. Are we going to do an aftershock?
2: No. Because Andy will be leaving us, and I'll be too sad. What? Oh, he's, he's, he's got another go hour. Yeah, freezing over here. Yeah, oh.
4: Another hour, it's true. Yeah, no, it's true. Because <laughs> we didn't even get to the thing I wanted to get to, which is really going to set Steve off.
2: Okay, Ooh. then there might be an Aftershock. If you're interested in listening to Aftershock, just become a ko member at any tier, and you get some extra stuff. Yeah. Speaking cool. of which, I have an Aftershock episode that I haven't posted yet. i got to do that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, that Actually, explains because it.
1: Because there is an exciting sequel to one of last week's stories. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Cool. You'll have to listen oh. to it on the...
4: There you go. All right. All
2: right. That's what we'll do, and hopefully uh, Kirsten won't smash my candy cigarettes that he's been eyeing like a hawk the entire I
4: I don't know what he's talking about. Does anybody know what he's talking about?